Trust me. Trust? I'm asking you to trust me. Or busts. You make any kind of mistake and boom. Players to start. Is that a fish you can trust or what? Trust your instincts. Players that should sit. Go ahead and take a seat. Take a seat right over there. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Helping you set your lineup. Don't make the same mistake I made. To win your week. Gotcha. Can't win, don't try. On the Important Nonsense Podcast. And remember, don't trust anyone over 30. All right, welcome in, everybody. It's the Important Nonsense Podcast, Trust or Bust Edition. Every Friday, it is me, Steve Bonham, joined by Mr. Neil Smith and Mr. Jason Draven. Neil, how are you this evening? Hey, hey, hey. I'm doing great. How you doing, Jason? It's Friday, man. I'm ready to be done with this week. <laughs> I thought he was going to say done with this show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> really, really concerned. Uh, like, oh, my ready God. Ready to be done with this. Let's go. Wow. Let's go. Immediately. I have had enough already, of us. okay? It's National Queso Day. Oh, national? Okay, is well it? then, yes. if America believes in it, then I can believe it. Are you going to take a bath in queso then? Is that the game plan here? You got the tub already? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, <laughs> man, it sounds so good. <laughs> uh, it just reminds me of that Simpsons episode with the nacho hat. Singing perfect. nacho. That's uh, perfect. <laughs> it's fantastic. All right, well, uh, let's get into this. First, we're going to go through uh, Thursday Night Football. A lot of news and weird stuff to go through, but... First and foremost, we're going to kick it off with what kicked off the week is one heck of a barn burner down in Jacksonville. Uh, The Jags defeating the Titans at home in the rain and wind and nastiness in that entire first half. Uh, Biggest takeaways from the game for you guys? Minshew looks so good. (laughs) (laughs) Minshew is the blue collar hero that America needs right now. Because if he wasn't playing quarterback in Jacksonville, he'd be doing porn. (laughs) <laughs> that mustache and his sensibilities and his stretching naked and nothing but a jock strap in the locker room before every game. He is the perfect role model for Florida and in particular Jacksonville, a town known for its strip clubs. Duval. That fashion sense is just so on point though, it's hard not to talk about it. I mean that glorious mustache as well. Like it's just glorious. <sighs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's uh, not really. All right. Well, uh, other than Garner Minshew's <laughs> failed porn career, are there any other not, takeaways, whoa, whoa, like maybe yet, fantasy yet, relevant you takeaways? You can't say it's failed. It's yet to begin. Okay, yeah. we got a long burn on this. <laughs> I mean, DJ Shark looks good. He seems to have a good connection with Minshew. And then, uh, thankfully, Fournette was able to have that sixty-yard run that saved his day. And I think that's just going to be something that continues to happen. He's been a grinder and. That's kind of going to be what you expect every week from him. Well, I'm encouraged to see the targets, right? Like he's getting a lot yeah, more targets. What saved him was the targets and the catches. He had That's... six. He had six receptions. Granted, it's 27 yards, but he could have had at least three more that weren't on target. Yeah, it was the the yardage is concerning. Very. Um, the the fact that he was bottled up on literally every single play, even that 60 yard run. It, it took him three spin moves at the line of scrimmage to break out of that and just run up the field. So it's extremely concerning that you have to rely on the home run. However, unlike in years past that the targets are now there, the receptions can bail you out in PPR at least. Yeah, I think it's in, in standard, style. it's terrifying. I don't want any part of it. But. Yeah, in standard, I want no part of it. But in PPR, I think it'll be okay. It'll just It's just going to be a little different than how you had it drawn up at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and then I guess on the other side, you're just Henry got saved by a touchdown, right? Delaney it's, Walker. Yeah. Continues right, you're just waiting for Ryan right. Tannehill to take over because it feels much. like a matter of time at this point. I mean, look, you can't take anything away from that first half in my mind because the ball was wet. It was pouring. They were playing into the wind. I'll give I'll give Marcus Mariota every benefit of the doubt I can. But in the second half, when you're missing wide open receivers in the end zone and otherwise, that's on him. <laughs> the the two to Delaney Walker back to back in the third quarter was spectacular. Where he threw it so far behind Delaney Walker that Delaney stops and literally like turns and shrugs his shoulders at him, like, what are you doing? And then this it goes right back to him on the next play, and he underthrows him by three yards, and it's almost picked. That was comically bad. So just, yeah, we're waiting on Tannehill, I feel like. I feel like that's going to happen sooner rather than later, unfortunately, for Mariota, if he keeps looking like that. Yeah, and for the Jags, too, uh, just to get back to that real quick, D.D. Westbrook 
had a couple of opportunities that he just flat dropped the ball. And, and that, again, could be the moisture. It could be the wet ball. could just be Dean well, Westbrook. He had three drops in the first half. So I'm going to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt on the wet ball. And this, yeah, and the second half too, with the uh, the beautiful teardrop from Minshew right in the goal line, and he just that I cannot come up with some sort of excuse for him for. <laughs> but otherwise, I mean, the opportunities I'm saying are there for D.D. Westbrook, so I'm not ready to give up on that quite yet. Uh, Chris Conley seems to be a decent underneath option, and yeah, we've been all over D.J. Shark now for a couple weeks, so that is not surprising at all. Uh, Delaney Walker, I think, and Derrick Henry, though, probably the only rosterable guys on the Titans. Maybe A.J. Brown because of upside, but, I mean, outside of that, I don't know. Yeah, because Deion Lewis is droppable at this point now. So, what do you, what what do you, what say you agree? Anybody else? No, I mean, I was kind of upset because I thought Conley would be a little more effective, but he also had that injury at one point and was out of the game for part of it. So, Mm -hmm. I'm just impressed with that offense. Like even without Foles, they look pretty pretty good. I I guess I'm worried about Ramsey leaving now. Is that the other big news, right? Trying to be traded? Yeah. Oh, trying we'll to see. be, but hasn't we'll happened see what yet. Happens with that, yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. that's uh, let's get into the news then for all the other games this weekend. The football preview. Halfback passes to center. Back to wing. Back to center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. No, not that football. Aw, the Denver Broncos! Yeah, that's the one. You just don't understand football. News. Good news, everyone. Read all about it! And stats. You need to win. You play to win the game. On the Important Nonsense Podcast. Hey! Well, we're going to start this uh, batch of news somewhere we didn't really expect to. Antonio Brown, back in the news again, has been officially cut by the New England Patriots as of this afternoon. So AB back on the uh, on the market for all those teams that are interested. Miami! <laughs> and... Uh, it, he'll land somewhere on his feet. I think for me personally, this is a blessing for all of us that have uh, been hyping up the Patriots all preseason. The, for me, this puts Julian Edelman rest of season right back into that top 10 discussion. Josh Gordon back into the mid to high 30s for uh, for the rest of the year. And then even Philip Dorsett getting some run. Uh, having some uh, bye week value as we start to get in the buys next week. No, we had we had that ranked the same. I have Julian Edelman back at wide receiver seven for this week, and he'll be back in that top ten for the rest of the year. Thank, thank the maker, because we were going to have to go with the argument of it was the position that had the value. You see, and I preferred if it we were just right across the board. And uh, uh, yeah, any I saw the meme earlier. Any everybody who had uh, who had Josh Gordon is dancing in the streets right now because he's suddenly going to have value again. So uh, I don't know about where Antonio Brown's going to end up. And yeah, I could see Miami, I guess. But we'll see if anybody's even willing to touch him after this last round of news. Yeah, I think it's going to depend on whether he goes on the list, I guess. I just, ah, I the commissioner's exempt list, yes. yes. Yes, yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of a stupid name. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> the weird things that they put on there and don't put it on there and the amount of time is just too iffy and i'd rather just wait and see and then more likely teams will go up after that point and kind of decide okay we should go and try and pick him up because he's only out for this amount of time and we can get him for this price or whatever else yeah and for me if you're an a b owner i guess it'd fall into the same category as before right i'm not cutting him I was willing to trade him before oh, we talked about it last week. Hopefully you did that. Yeah, I was going to say we talked about that. That, hopefully, you, that you should trade him and get the one. best value you possibly could because there's no way this was over, and here we are. Yep. So we got her if you couldn't trade him last week, are you trading him for pennies on the dollar now? Uh, maybe just wait like a week or two, see if he ends up on the naughty list. 
see if maybe he ends up in Miami. You know what I mean? Like, just, I don't know. Well, I mean, the risk is if you wait a couple of weeks and he does get suspended, you, you get, get literally nothing. nothing. Yeah, you get literally nothing. But it's how bad do you need the pennies, I guess, then becomes the question. Depends on what people are buying low. I mean, if you're getting, like, a him and you're sending him and, I don't know, Joe Mixon for oh, yeah, I'm, Thomas. I'm, and... Yeah, I'm all for buying low. I'm saying selling. What do you selling do if you're an AB owner? Yeah, 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 yeah. Selling if you're the owner of AB, not buying. Buying if you want to buy. Because basically, like, look, if I'm that, – let's say, for example, I've got, I don't know, Hopkins and Mike Evans, who's at a slow start, and I've got a decent wide receiver core built around those two guys. And I've got depth, so I'm willing to trade one of my bench guys to get Antonio Brown. Because if Antonio Brown lands somewhere – all of a sudden, he's my third guy, and I've got the most dominant wide receiver core ever in fantasy football. But if I'm an AB owner, I had to probably pay a second-round pick to get him, right? So now my second-round pick is just sitting on my bench every week this season so far doing nothing. So am I willing to give up on him and take something back because I didn't have the proper depth? Am I willing to trade AB pretty much straight up for a, a lower end wide receiver two or high end three, like someone in the, I don't know, Tyler Lockett ish range. Yeah. I don't know that anybody's going to give you Tyler Lockett though. You're probably a little too high there. I think people are probably down in the, uh, Miko a little bit, little over. Yeah. Maybe something like that, but even him with the touchdown, I think you're probably, I mean, but he's only available for a couple more weeks. I mean, like you have help Jarvis Landry. I was just going to say Jarvis Landry, but I think even that's slightly too high. So you go like one notch below Jarvis Landry, and I think you get to where you're trying to go is basically what you're talking about doing. I don't know. People are dropping Landry, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but now Njoku easy. got hurt, so he's going to get more involved. You'd have to think. those. It's not that many targets, but they got to go somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fair enough. I was not. I would have been with you before Njoku got hurt, by the way. And I love Jarvis Landry. Like, I'm a big Jarvis Landry guy. But he is uh, just not as involved as I'd hoped. But now I think he's going to get have to get more involved. So, Maybe. Ooh, what about John Ross? Well, see, John Ross was more of like a pickup. And I feel like if you traded straight up to acquire John Ross, you're not really helping yourself. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, you're so... getting young Deshaun Jackson. I think you're is talking about really something like D.D. Westbrook or Chris Conley. Yeah. or something like that or you know yeah. you're in that sterling shepherd like i think that's sure. i think those are the names that you're looking marvin at marvin jones yeah it's something range. it's yeah. that neighborhood of guys that i think you're buying into and if you need to do it i'm not going to sit here and tell you not to but i'm not also like i boy you're just throwing your second round pick down the drain it's so frustrating meanwhile uh, QB tight end news. The only real news of note here, uh, David Njoku put on IR. He will miss at least eight weeks. So we talked about this on Wednesday. If it was a potentially long-term thing that there's no real tight end option you're you know looking to pick up on, but it definitely helps the value of Jarvis with the underneath stuff. Uh, expect to be without Tyler Higby dealing with an injury. Does anybody have the news on that? I just saw it and... Knew that he was going to be out. I can't remember what it was exactly. It was a chest injury that forced him out of last week's game. So likely okay, chest so injury. still recovering from, still recovering from, from the chest injury. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Cam Newton, we talked about on Wednesday, is officially downgraded to out. It'll be the Kyle Allen show. Uh, so interesting fill-ins you have, Mr. Draven. Well, I think Kyle, Kyle Allen's actually going to be a pretty solid choice just because he has looked effective he knows the system he kind of knows who he wants to throw to i mean he he should be able to just slide right in and then uh, another good one is going to be jacoby Brissett. he has a decent matchup he's going to throw it's just one of those things that he should be able to fill in pretty easily for you or even i know people are going to not want to do it but Jameis winston would be another good one just because it's a, such an easy matchup for him it's hard not to try and trust him one more week and then uh at tight end well, he came through last week. I wouldn't be surprised if he does it this week. And Will Disley, um, you still have Vernon Davis out there. And, of course, if if he plays, which I'm hoping he does, uh, Trey Burton would be another good option to kind of look at in uh, Chicago. Meanwhile, 
running back Marlon Mack and Josh Jacobs both up in the air so far for this week. Uh, Both have been missing practice with various injuries, so something to monitor, but uh, they both do look to be on track. So at this point, you should be all right, but obviously have a backup plan. Uh, You can expect to be without Devin Singletary and Damian Williams. Uh, Both guys are sitting out this week. We talked about the Frank Gore show on Wednesday, how uh, old man Gore cannot be stopped. They also have TJ Yeldon there, who will more than likely be the pass-catching back. I would say it's going to be close to a 70-30 split for Gore. So if if Frank Gore is somehow still available, which he is in a lot of leagues, he is definitely going to get some run. They're playing the Bengals this week, who have allowed the most rushing yards in the league so far this season. As for Damian Williams, that means LaShawn McCoy is going to be the starter with Darwin Thompson backing him up. And Shady, remember, has been in and out of practice all week. He was questionable to play himself. Now, he does look to be on track to go, but, I mean, if something happens to him, all of a sudden it's Darwin Thompson all by himself. And the dominoes will have fallen into place for my premonition to come true. (laughs) (laughs) The other Williams is still there, okay? Uh, semantics semantics yeah fantastic definitely more talent for sure i like thompson over williams so completely understand and then that. uh the, those are Dar- darwin thompson's one of your players to look at anybody else as well well i mean if mac does have to miss you i actually like jordan wilkins a lot uh, i think he's going to be the one who slides into that role um sure he'll probably split with Hines, but i just think wilkins is the more rounded back that can do more um and I guess if you really think, if you're worried about Jacobs, this is going to be a good week to maybe fire up Jalen Rashard, be another one. Oh, those are all ugly names. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Neil, I, I, we had I, this I, Marlon Mack discussion a lot last year. Uh, what's your take on the backfield there if there's no Marlon Mack? Yeah, so they're both going to play, um, Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines. And in PPR, I'd prefer Hines over Wilkins. And given his availability, I don't know if he quite meets the criterion for under 50%, but the hatred for Naheem Hines is out of control. So I think he's actually going to play. Well, I mean, it's justified if Marlon Mack is on the field. Yeah, that's fair. He's been that's hot fair. garbage. With yeah, Marlon yeah, Mack that's playing. fair. Yeah, he doesn't do anything when Marlon Mack's playing. But when he's not playing, he's actually in flashes shown that he gets to be like a 50-50 contributor. So, Correct. and he also catches a lot of the passes because Wilkins has a little bit of stone hands. But, and he's also not the picture of health. In fact, neither of them are. But I would prefer Hines over Wilkins if he's still available in your league. But if you want to roll Wilkins because Hines is owned, I have no problem with that call at all. He's going to definitely be. Yeah, and I agree. Standard Jordan Wilkins over Hines for sure. Yeah, standard Jordan Wilkins over Hines. Yes. Meanwhile, Uh, keep in mind that Deontay Johnson has been promoted to starter. I said on Wednesday you could go ahead and cut Dante Moncrief. I wasn't addressing you, Mike Tomlin. Uh, Wow. Okay. Big fan. Big fan Huge of the show. Huge fan, apparently. Super Shout out fan. to Mike. Shout out to Mike. You, Mike. I never wow. I never knew. Boy, he probably Love got really you, mad that day that I questioned whether or not he thinks he's actually in the military. <laughs> That's probably the guy who left us that one-star review. That, oh, that, that explains that, so that much it. now. That, that explains so much. Yep. Okay. That did it. Yep. My bad, Mike. So My bad. Deontay Johnson's been promoted to a starter, uh, so he is technically going to be the number two on the outside. We talked about my love and hype of James Washington earlier. Uh, how do you guys see that shaping up for uh, Pittsburgh this Sunday? I mean, I still think Juju's going to get a decent amount of targets, but Washington's definitely the guy to have behind him. I mean, he'll, they have that connection from college, and it's just one of those things that you're going to have to stick with. I mean, he's that familiarity is going to be something that he looks for, for sure. Well, for me, it's kind of a wait and see. Let's see it. Quite a bit of this is wait and see. We talked about this on Wednesday. Juju's going to bounce back. He'll get his. The chemistry will get worked out, and he's too talented to to not kind of return to form, especially because neither one of us, I don't think, and I don't know how you feel, Jason, but don't really feel like Rudolph's going to like just totally tank it out. You know what I mean? Just him being quarterback is not going to totally neuter them. It's not going to be as good, but uh, Juju will come back. But, yeah, we talked about it. The chemistry with Washington, but it does throw some cold water on it. So let's see. We'll have to see how Deontay Johnson plays. Like, what if he comes out and starts? I also don't know how much of that is like coach speak, too. Right. And the fact that they just hate Dante Moncrief right now. Let's Let's just see. Let's just see what it actually deploys like at this point. But if Deontay Johnson is available and you want to toss a flyer out on it, sure. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's he's yeah. pretty ownable at this point. Like you can go pick that up. If he actually is going to be the two man, and let's say we're all wrong and it, it, it's not coach speak, and he's actually somehow outplaying the other guys. Yeah, sure. You locked into the Pittsburgh two man. Yeah, Washington's still going to be your slot guy. I'm just yeah. saying, if the the one thing I didn't mention on the Wednesday show that I definitely wanted to get across is that for James Washington, he did not look good with Roethlisberger last year. He's looked great with Rudolph in the preseason, but that's preseason. If it doesn't click with Mason Rudolph, his BFF, now, I don't think it ever will. Yeah, I, I think it, the, the ship is sailed on Which has that. been my assertion for a long time. Is that is that is that Washington right? Not actually that good. <laughs> this is all of our analysis from last draft that we never thought would happen this quickly. Nope, is two weeks. All this work. Two weeks. So, yep. Uh, let's see. Up in the air, Alshon Jeffrey. It looks like he's going to try to tough it out and play. Alshon Jeffrey, human questionable. Uh, do you care? I mean, if Alshon Jeffrey, you you got to have a better option, right? Than Alshon Jeffrey at this point. I don't know if you have a better option. You have a backup plan, certainly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he's out, a lot of good options could become available, in my opinion, and the Eagles. So it just kind of. You mean if he misses time, a lot of other guys from the Eagles will step up? Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, I think it will be. I mean, you kind of saw so it last like, week. Nelson Algor the... will be the first one for sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, the did... first one into the breach, sure. Yeah, but then looking a little deeper, you have uh, JJ. Okay, go outside. Yeah, so preseason more darling. like JJ Arcega upside. There you yeah. go. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I'm I'm gonna yeah. take off. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank right. you, Good everybody. Show. Good show. Good show. Show. See you Wednesday. <laughs> no, it's Arcega. Right? No, too old with the. I got no, it. The no, Sega, I got it. The Sega no, we reference. Got it. Yeah, we got, we got it. it. We got what you were we going for. Yeah, yeah. No, we got it. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's not a terrible matchup. It's just, um, yeah, I think it's still too early for the JJ for me. And Aguilar I can definitely see, especially with nothing else. I think for more than anything, it just sends Zach Ertz right up there to the moon with Frank Gore for me. Yep. So they're going. To the, he's the only one who doesn't carry an injury designation, basically. So yeah, yeah, it's going to be a, a Zach Ertz heavy week kind of weekend. Uh, expect to be without Deshaun Jackson along those same lines uh, I'm so sorry, out Jason. for a couple of weeks. And uh, Michael Gallup, we talked about on Wednesday, having the arthroscopic knee surgery, will be out two to four weeks. Uh, so Devin Smith, the guy there in Dallas that you want to be targeting, as well as old man Cobb, still still rumbling around, haunting the field. Still here, still selling fake doors. But he's the mature player, man. He's going to be the one that's there that's going to catch the balls. Oh, sure. The savvy vet. Sure. Yeah, the, yeah. The Frank yeah. Gore of it. wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> and their matchup is kind of easy. I'm, I'm yeah. just throwing that oh, out there. Oh, yeah. He's going to be throwing it underhand. Like, it's it's going to be pretty easy, one would think. Well, plus, I mean, with Randall Cobb, he'll be the quarterback in the second right, half. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because he's the true. emergency guy on every team. That's he's true. On, so. Don't even want to get Cooper Rush hurt by the fourth quarter. Yeah, exactly. We'll put it in the seas. Oh, man, that was points would be awesome. Roto Assurance is insurance for your fantasy football and sports gambling investments. Whether it's season-long DFS or week-to-week bets, you can be covered by Roto Assurance so that injuries won't change your game. Go to rotoassurance.com and use promo code NONSENSE. That's N-O-N-S-E-N-S-E. Nonsense to get 20% off all insurance plans today. Injuries can happen at any time, so don't delay. Go to rotoassurance.com and get your plan now. All right, so trust your bust. Jason, quarterback, who do you got? Uh, It's not going to be a surprise because I guess I have a huge man crush on this guy, but it's uh, Josh Allen, man. he's has a great matchup. Ooh, Bill's Mafia, Bill's Mafia. Yeah, no, I keep going back there, but it's... Going against the Giants, it's such a cake matchup. It's third worst against QBs, giving up to 329 yards this year and two and a half touchdowns per game. So kind of hard not to want to play him, and it's just it's just too easy for me. And then uh, going another young guy with uh, Kyler Murray. I think that with Kyle Allen in there and just how much they are throwing and running plays, it's hard not to use him. I mean, he's. They struggle in the red zone, which is a big issue, but 
they just they've run so many plays it's hard not to i think this week they probably find the end zone once or twice will they do it before the fourth quarter yeah the tim tebow of the new nfl Kyler well they're Murray. getting well they're getting two and a half i mean if they're giving up two and a half i'm going to say that they have one in the first one in the third and one in the fourth Ooh, bold strategy uh, I also I, I like Josh the Josh Allen. Allen. I mean, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm good with Cincinnati. The Josh we Allen. talked yeah. about that. Absolutely. Yeah, Kyler Murray is interesting. It's a little scary though. Uh, I agree. Kyler Murray has the talent and the fourth quarter upside for sure. The problem is the numbers he's been putting up have been in that fourth quarter when they've been chasing points and he's been chucking it around, getting that garbage time in a game against Kyle Allen and the struggling Panthers offense. This has like 12 to 9 tickle fight written all over it to me. So, I don't know. I don't know. That that one's a little that one's a little worrisome for you me. You got the Cardinals 12 to 9, Steve? Your tickle fight no, there? No, 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 oh, got, no. I got the Panthers. Panthers 12 to 9. Panthers 12 to 9. Okay. Get that get that Joey Sly. Get that. Wow, Kyle Allen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kyle Allen first career NFL win. <laughs> Yeah, and it's all because of like a fumble uh, recovery or you know some kind of interception a... return that keeps putting them in field goal range. Uh, actually, now that I think about and... it, it would be Kyle... it's going to be somebody's first career NFL. <laughs> Either way, actually, I'm just saying I've got through. Joey Sly as my number one kicker this week, and yeah, he was our okay. consensus thirteen because you're all stupid. <laughs> so I'm just saying. <laughs> That's right, we, Jason. We all forget that the wheelhouse of Steve's rankings has always been the kicker rankings. Always it's the most accurate kicker rankings in the entire industry. It's it's what his bread and butter is. Ah, perfect. <laughs> Supreme uh, unpredictability is my strong suit. <laughs> uh, so QB busts. What do you like in this week? Well, uh, it might have changed with the AB news, but I'm still going to think that Brady is going to be my. Guy that I Second just don't week trust. In a row. I, just I can't help going it. Going back to this well after I the have to talk last week. <laughs> Absolute savagery that happened to you with this call. It's gonna repeat it. Yep. Hey, <laughs> okay, I have to write one of these weeks. Okay. Uh, he has to keep run the ball. Saying Tom Brady sucks uh, until he uh, sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, this is the hill you want to die on. I got All it. Right. Here we go. <laughs> this is the hill. Okay. But I mean, I just I again, I think they take away uh, Le'Veon Bell, and they're just going to be able to run it, and they're going to use everybody they have. Edelman is going to probably struggle a little bit this week because he's going to have the tougher matchup, and I think Gordon's going to get the work on the outside, and then they're just going to shove it down their throats. I mean, I don't think they need to throw it, and I just don't see them well. Give you the exact same argument. Deja vu. Out for you last week. He could accidentally crazy. throw three crazy. touchdowns in this game. I have Tom Brady as a top five quarterback this week. You're crazy. Like everybody I'm, does. I'm not touching this with a ten foot pole. Like, <laughs> like I have. I have to be controversial. I can't help it. There's there's controversial, <laughs> and then there's running into a buzzsaw. <laughs> well, the other bus, of course, is Baker Mayfield, and I mean it's everybody's been so high on. You, yeah, but everybody's been so high on him, and I just I don't see it. He hasn't looked good the first two weeks, and I think this week he's going against the Rams. Have the second best defense this year against quarterbacks. Like, See, you should have led with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, this is like because yeah, that kind of, establishes yeah, <laughs> your genius, yeah. and then you go into the crazy you go Tom into the Brady, crazy Tom Brady rant. You had this flip. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll do it yeah, because now that you started order. with Tom Brady, I feel <laughs> yeah. like Baker Mayfield's going to be a top five QB this week. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's going to have a forty order. right at the. <laughs> I have, I have Baker Mayfield at QB 17. I agree with you. It's not something <laughs> I want to start against the Rams. <laughs> at, the, at the same point, I think Steve sent me a message this past week and was like, oh, you absolutely just kill your quarterbacks every week. So one of them. Yeah, ends so up the dying. question is, which one of these you put Josh Allen and Kyler Murray uh, with the hex? You've got the kiss of death on one, one of them going to the hospital. So Great. which one is it? Could you, do you know? Like, do you have the voodoo doll next to you right now, or is you just waiting until Sunday? Well, I mean, if based on my prediction, it's probably going to be Kyler, just because that's how it goes. I'm all right, just reaping him right now. Uh, Panthers by fifteen, all Joey Sly (laughs) field goals, and (laughs) Kyler Murray doesn't finish the game. Got it. 
Uh, All right, uh, running backs you trust? Uh, going to the Bears with David Montgomery. I just, I'm, he's had the two tougher defenses against the run. Uh, think it's going to be his breakout game against the Redskins. They just, I don't know what Trubisky's doing anymore, and I think that they want to run it. That's kind of been their, I guess, niche, and it's what they're going to do. Uh, and so far this year, he has 24 rushing attempts for 80 yards which is 3.3 yards per carry. Granted, he only has one touchdown, a little upsetting, but he's also had four targets with two receptions for 33 yards. I think that's going to be the kind of trend, and I think it's going to go up. I think I wouldn't be surprised if this week he gets, uh, let's say, 100 yards. 100 yards or a touchdown, and I'll be pretty happy with the fact that he's going to be at the top. Uh, And then, I mean... I hate to say it, but I'm going to go and talk about Carlos Hyde, which is kind of a sore spot because they're All going to right, see you. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. This is just the Jason show from now on. I can't help it, man. The, the He's going against the Chargers who just suck against the run. They, they're fist worth this year already, and they just aren't getting any better. They lost their safety, and it's just going to be a huge mess. Um, he also, against the Saints and the Jags, 30 attempts, 173 yards, 5.8 yards per carry. Granted, he has zero touchdowns. I think that changes this week because it's the Chargers. So I guess I'll I'll go into the best part for you guys here. Frank Gore is a trust. Does that help a little bit? Well, I mean, it redeems you a little. But How much love are you about to give? Let's, <laughs> we'll, we'll need that out. Well, I kind of, I guess, leaned on it earlier and was talking to you guys, but it's uh, he has 30. Rush attempts, 88 yards this year, one touchdown, 2.9 yards per carry. Shocker, right? And then uh, two targets with two catches for 15 yards each. Uh, I just think this week he is going to break the 100 mark on his rushing yards and probably have two touchdowns. So probably one passing and one rushing. Yeah, we talked about it on Wednesday, and I talked about it a little bit earlier. Frank Gore to the moon. To the moon. Uh, he's getting the run he's playing a significant amount of snaps if they have the lead or are tied at all it's the frank gore show it's a game against cincinnati they should absolutely be controlling so it's going to be a lot of frank gore Uh, even with singletary i would like gore in my initial ranks i had gore ahead of him so with singletary out i mean this just skyrockets him yeah, into back-end RB2 territory. He so. was already winning the usage battle against Singletary anyway, given where they are in their relative careers. And this just, now he's going to get that work too? Yeah, sign me up. Yeah, as I keep saying, I don't hate Devin Singletary. This is not another Carlos Hyde situation. No, no, he no. He has the talent. Football. He is going to be the full-time, full-fledged starter by the middle of the season. But we're not at the middle of the season. It's still early. You're expecting way too much. And these are the people that are were still thinking last year, oh, I'm going to get the full workload out of Nick Chubb in weeks one through seven. And then ultimately he ended up on waivers and it was a giant waiver claim in the middle of the year. That's the same area we're trending to right now is people are putting all these unrealistic expectations on Devin Singletary. He's going to end up getting dropped and be a great midseason pickup for somebody. Yeah, where you, it's a gold rush again where you go blow half your fab budget yeah. halfway through the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I agree with David Montgomery for sure against Washington. Same. And uh, Carlos Hyde is all right. <laughs> it's, I'd be more excited about it if he wasn't Carlos Hyde. Here's my I problem. They get the He gets the workload. It is a good matchup. The yep. problem is I feel like the Texans are going to be chasing points in this game, which is a scenario they haven't been in at all yet this season, except for that game against uh, the Saints. And then it was a lot of Duke Johnson out of the backfield. So I feel like last week's snap totals, which has everybody thinking it's the Carlos Hyde show, is really uh, misconstrued because of the fact that they were controlling the clock. It's the same type of situation here, where if they're chasing points against the Chargers, it's going to be a lot more Duke Johnson. Yeah, I'm just so worried about that beat-up uh, defense. It's it's tough, man. I'm I'm worried about Oh, they can absolutely here. exploit it, and yeah, it, yeah. it could oh, yeah. be a full-on shootout. But if it's a shootout, I think that favors Duke more than it does uh, Mr. Hyde. I still think Hyde could find his way to a little bunny touchdown for you in this game. So I'm not sure. totally against it, because it is a good matchup, and there's going to be opportunities. So 
uh, he's busts. a little bit higher in my ranks than normal. Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit on my bust earlier. Uh, well, professional oh, transition, we'll I guess. Move on. Uh, <laughs> why does she? No. Uh, Nick Chubb. I'm. I haven't been impressed with how he's looking. I, his yards and attempts look great. I mean, he has 35 attempts for uh, 137 yards, 3.9 yards per carry. He's getting decent targets. He had eight, uh, seven receptions and 46 yards for that. And he has a touchdown. I just, it's, you know, now he's going against the Rams. We have the ninth best against uh, defense for the running back. So he's probably going to struggle more than he has the rest of the year. And then, I mean, I just, I haven't been impressed with how he's been looking. And it, it worries me. And then, um, again, going back to a team that I just I can't get on board with in the Bills and <laughs> hitting up Joe Mixon again. Here's what we've established. Jason is part of the uh, Bills Mafia, and he hates the Bengals. Yes, yes. And I think I, the town of Cincinnati. It's not Cincinnati. It's just this team is so bad, okay? And chili on spaghetti. And, but, but that's the core of Cincinnati, Steve, as we established. That's, <laughs> right. If you hate that, you'll never be able to get down with them. Uh, but to be fair, okay? His yards per carry is 1.6, and he's had 17 attempts. Okay, that's that's not even kind of good. I don't understand how he's on the field. And I mean, he's his targets are okay. He's at eight of them for five receptions and 17 yards. That's not that great either. And I just, I mean, the Bills kept Barkley relatively in check. Okay, he only got it one touchdown. Granted, he also had 18 carries for 107 yards, three catches for 28 yards. And then they, they were able to kind of control Bell, too, with 17 carries for 60 yards, six catches for 32 yards. Like, like those are a lot better players than Joe Mixon. A- am I wrong, or is this just yes. an easy bust for me? Yes. No, no, I think you're wrong. <laughs> uh, the Bills' defense is the most concerning part, and of course, his injury history. That's the biggest. That, thing. That's always the question with Joe Mixon. If he's out there and healthy, he has absolute opportunity. He's a three-down back. They utilize him completely, and given the opportunity with the pass catching, he'll easily be a top ten guy if he gets the the opportunity. The problem is the tough matchup, and will he be able to physically stay out there? for the snaps needed in order to do that. That's the question. And that's why he's right in that range. I've got him this week at 22. So, I mean, he's right on the border for me uh, of being non-startable. I could see you starting other people over him. Um, Neil, I know you're in the same range as me. I like, okay, right so at Joe Mixon. I have him right at 22. And the problem is, is that I'd have him higher <laughs> Bill's defense aside, which is pretty good, incidentally. But... <laughs> It's the injury thing. So, yeah, if you go, you want to go name, let's do some names here. Yeah, if we go Joe Mixon uh, or James White. James White by a nose. James White, right, because of the Jets. PPR because of the Jets by a nose, yes. Uh, Philip Lindsay. Mm, That's a good one. I've got Joe Mixon two spots higher. So, Joe Mixon also by, but just by the, if you want, let me put it this way. I wouldn't be mad at you if you started Philip Lindsay over Joe Mixon. My ranks have it very close. Yes, I also have Mixon by a hair. Uh, Matt Breida. Oh, uh, Mixon. Why? That I don't yeah, understand. Mixon it's Breida. Well. Because Breida's only going to get the ball in the middle of the field. We went through this, round the ringer, on Wednesday. I know, but Please he's going to still have over 100 yards. Like You say that, but he's averaging 10 yards a carry. That's impossible to continue. Like We would all agree that that's not sustainable, right? Like I'm right. not insane. And it's Pittsburgh. So it's we not. Were, a yeah, great we went over this call, on Wednesday. Yeah, I just it's, don't it's, see. It's a situation where they're going to be running the ball a lot for sure, but even in a game where they were winning, they were controlling the clock, they were running it a ton. Mostert had more snaps. Mostert was more effective. Mostert had more carries. Mostert had more targets. So he was the primary back in that game. Yes, Brita averaged over ten yards per carry. But he didn't get the same amount of carries, and I'm not going to rely on him breaking huge runs every single week. That's kind of his MO, though. He breaks a huge run every week. Is it? Until he doesn't. I'm not going to rely on him. Yeah, until he doesn't. <laughs> and then you get a three, or he finally yeah, gets I'm, hurt. I also, so you, I yeah, know you, you would go Brita. I know you're a big Brita truth. Yeah, There's a lot of people out there that are with you. Yeah. So, yeah, you got a you got an audience for that for sure. But I'm that's... I'm beyond low on Matt Breida, and that's well documented. 
Well, in standard, I can def. Well, I guess a little, maybe even half. I'd go Mostert, but look, the one that I think just is because it's red zone. Yeah, yeah PPR okay. and half. It's yeah. Mostert for sure. It's, and then that's yeah. the other thing that I, we talked about before is that Matt Breida saw no snaps in the red zone. He got, yeah, he got no targets. Zero. As soon as they got inside the twenty, it was all Mostert and Jeff Wilson. So it, they, for whatever reason, they want him to run it between the twenties and then give it to anyone but him. They're doing so the if Shanahan. There's no touchdown upside and there's no pass catching upside. It's just all yardage. Like in standard, great. Matt Breida, probably top 20 guy in standard. But in P- PPR, I've got him at 32. Yeah, because there's always also, also in standard the odd chance that he finally breaks a tackle, you know, and has like a 40 yard run. You know what I mean? Right. And he, right, and he falls into the that. end zone because yeah. he doesn't get stopped before then. He refuses the- to let Kyle Shanahan take him off the field. Last one, Steve. Frank Gore. Well, yeah, Frank Gore. Frank Gore, uh, Joe Mixon. Frank Gore, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon by a hair. By a hair, yeah. I'm right there with you, but it's really close. And I wouldn't, again, wouldn't be mad at you if you played Frank Gore because you were a little freaked out by the injury thing. All right, wide receivers you trust. Well, I hit on it earlier with uh, Kyler Murray, and I'm going to say Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, this year already, he's had over 11 targets each week, and over 104 yards each week. Like, I don't understand how this guy is so open, but he is getting open, and Kyler's finding him. And it's working out great because, I mean, Fitzgerald even said it. He's like, I've, I've always been open. I just, this guy's actually hitting me with the ball. I don't I don't understand how this is working. And he's looking so good doing it. I mean, and I, again, Larry going legend. Back, yeah, he's amazing. And then, I mean, we talked about it earlier again. Josh Allen's going to have a good week, so I'm going to say, oh, wait. John Brown, the other half of that. That is so <laughs> All right, great. Here we go. All right, wait, hold on. Wait. <laughs> Get the Bills Mafia in full force. Are we oh, talking to Jason or are we talking to Aiden? Because I don't know. This, I'm every starting week, to wonder if it's the like, same why person. is nobody playing the Josh Allen, John Brown stack? It's oh, the same God. conversation every week that I'm having on Fridays uh, and Saturdays. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. ridiculous. All right. Anyway, you love John Brown too. Go right ahead. <laughs> like I said, he's his favorite target, and he's had seven receptions and over seventy yards in the two games so far. I definitely see that going up in the yards. He's going to find the end zone. It. I just see it happening this week. And kind of somebody who's probably available everywhere is Nelson Aguilar. I'm worried that Jeffrey doesn't play, and when he didn't play last week. He looked really good. I mean, he had eight receptions for 107 yards and a touchdown. Like, that that's a pretty solid play and is more than likely going to be somebody that you can trust to play if Jeffrey's out. And even if he's in, I wouldn't be surprised if Aguilar stays right there and Jeffrey's on the outside. So he's somebody I just trust to play this week. Alshon Jeffrey did not practice at all this week, but the news just came down that they are still listing him as questionable. So there you go. That's... That's not good news. <laughs> he couldn't practice at all. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Running in a straight line. That's kind of what. Um. Yeah. Like. I mean, look, Larry Fitz. Obviously, the the start he's had, being the primary target there for sure. I've got him wide receiver twenty. He's absolutely a must start. No doubt about that. Uh, John Brown. Uh, again, joking aside, he is the number one target there. And let's face it, if your other option was Zay Jones. I mean, it's not really much of competition. <laughs> uh, so against Cincinnati, yeah, John Brown's going to get some run. Uh, so I agree with you on that one as well. The only one I'm skeptical about is Nelson Aguilar, just because I've seen him play football so many times. So yes, he will get opportunities, uh, but it's it's scurry. I'm, I'm, I don't know about that one. I'm a little nervous there. I've got Larry Fitz at 19, actually. And yeah, he's kind of clawed his way like all the way into the kind of must start territory borderline until he cools off or something happens. Uh, yeah. All jokes about John Brown aside, I've got him at 25. I also incidentally like had Josh Allen at like QB nine. So I'm actually with you on the bill stack and I'm with Aiden as well, even though as I've maintained, I'm not entirely sure that you're not the same person somehow. Never seen the two of you in a room <laughs> together is what I mean. And you both fair love point bills. Um, and, uh, for, for just my own, you know, uh, personal standing for my own trusts that I I like this week that I don't understand the the lack of love for uh Terry McLaurin 
is just getting a dominant amount of targets and uh, the percentage of targets is insane. And what he's been able to do so far in his rookie year, yes, it's Monday night. Yes, it's against the Bears D. But, I mean, the kid has all the skills. He's got all the upside there. So certainly someone I'm willing to play as a wide receiver three, if not a flex. And then DK Metcalf. I don't understand what he's got to do to prove himself. But they're playing the Saints in what should be a really good game in Seattle. And, yeah, I, I feel like he's getting way undervalued at this point. Is it going to be a good game? I'm not so sure on that one. Well, I, good game for them. I uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the uh, way, let's see you, busts you have. If unless Neil, you have some you want to. Throw I was just going to say Nelson Aguilar is not necessarily the worst pickup. By the way, if you're wide receiver sure. desperate, and I understand, like I've also played football a lot, and he has hands of stone, but uh, and he's usually beat up. But as far as waiver pickups go. If he's going to start getting that that role he had before of like kind of wide receiver two, wide receiver well, wide receiver three, we'll call it <clears throat> kind of level. Yeah, sure, not a bad waiver pickup for you. Uh, busts. Yeah, it's uh, probably going to be really unpopular, but uh, Demarcus Robinson. He had a really great like week last week, and I just, I think it was part of the fact that someone needed to have the courage to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it's appreciated, but you know, I think this week it's going to be more Mikol, and I mean, of course, Watkins is actually going to be more open. So I think that he's going to be the one who gets the targets that he should, and is actually going to catch him, and it should be fine. I just I see him Robinson coming back a little bit, and it's I can also see it's Baltimore. Like they're probably going to slow the game down. They're going to try and run some more, which I think increases Ingram's value a, a bit. Uh, and then, I mean, the other one's Tyrell Williams. He's pretty much the long bomb option. And I just, I don't think the car is going to be able to get to him at the same point. He's had a hip issue that's been going on or some kind of injury that I just, it bothers me. And I don't feel like he was able to separate even the last time he played. And it, it's going to be another struggle for him. Yeah. He's a little gimpy right now. That doesn't help. Plus yeah, the matchup the at Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, the hip pointer's not great for him. That's not good news. Yeah, definitely uh, has me worried. Neil, what do you think? Tyrell Williams or John Ross? John Ross by... Nope, sorry. Tyrell Williams by literally one place. <laughs> Tyrell Williams or Mike Williams? Tyrell Williams by two places. It's the uh, it's the you're picking the ma- You're picking up the mash unit, right. too, at, this, at that yeah. point. You got the guy who's probably going to get hurt in John Ross and Mike Williams, who already is hurt and is somehow Superman going full extension for, in that Lions game. And I'm, we're sitting there like, I thought you were hurt. What is that? What is going dead. on? What like, you weren't even supposed to be playing. And he's leaping five yards in the air. Uh, Tyrell Williams or Nelson Aguilar? Uh, Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams or Marvin Jones? Tyrell Williams. I've got DK Metcalf ahead of Tyrell Williams. I've got Josh Gordon a little yeah, bit, too, and I've got yeah. Allen Robinson a little bit, uh, and I've got Robert Woods a little bit ahead of that. That's actually sad, considering where I was hoping Robert Woods would be. Yeah, where does Demarcus Robinson fall for you? Marcus Robinson, 49? Okay. Yeah, 49. Yeah, I've got him at 47, so I'm right there with you. Yeah. And McColl? Give me a second. McColl Hardman, I've got at 42. I've got him slightly ahead. It's the Baltimore defense that I feel like it's going to be an interesting game. I feel like it could turn into a shootout, but McCole Hardman's the guy that's going to get more run. I I agree with you, Jason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he they the targets were just I I felt like Robinson was just falling into the right spots and was beaten. Yeah, his covers pre- comparatively. I, com- I can double check this, but I'm pretty sure they had the exact same amount of targets last week. Uh, but. For whatever reason, Robinson's just happened to be in the end zone. So yep, that's, that's why how, his that's numbers were what, much yeah. bigger than Hardman's. So Exactly. He managed to just fall under the ball in the end zone. Yep. We'll see if he can do it again. Uh, tight ends you trust this week. Yeah, uh, these are not really shocking to me, I guess. But uh, TJ Hawkinson is going to be one that I think is going to have a back-to-back game. He's going uh, back to the well. 
I am. I can't help it. Both of them. Uh, and, of course, Jason Witten, I think. I said Jarwin. No, and no. I, don't I still say no, both no, of them. No. Don't oh, try to jump on, on the stump. No, oh, oh, no. That, that was all Stop Stumpy. Right here. We had to try <laughs> no, to no, talk no, you no, into no. Stumpy. This no, was no, You're no. trying to make this the Blake Jarwin podcast. We will never Don't be the Blake Jarwin. With this is Stumpy, stumpy. country. This We're not outrageous. doing revisionist history on this show. Thank you. Hey, you chose your Tyler side King. of history, all right? <laughs> and it was the wrong side. No, his touchdown was right in front of Jarwin, and I was so mad. They both went on the same route. Jarwin's just a little deeper. And Witten ran it better. <laughs> no, he ran it tighter. Because of the experience. Because <laughs> of the experience of being a veteran. And guess what? They both beat Jimmy Graham. Yeah, well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're trusting Jimmy Graham, you're playing with fire. That's what true. Do you want me to- exactly. We like, all know that. You knew what you were signing up for. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I've got Hawkinson at 12 three. and Jason Witten at 13. So I'm... I'm right there with you. I totally buy into that. I'm buying what you're selling. Perfect. That's kind of the plan, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose. I guess, yeah. Uh, I have to give it to somebody. Somebody has to say, oh, yeah, I, I want that. That's that's the right area. Yeah, I have Hawkinson at 13, Witten at 12, because of the little bunny touchdown that Witten will inevitably incur in this game. Uh, and then busts? Uh, I, I, I'm going to say it again. I can't help myself. It's Jared Cook. I, I still don't like him. And while I think Teddy will probably look at him a couple times when he's in trouble, I just I I don't see him being a top twelve tight end, and people will have him there for some reason or starting him at twelve. And then uh, Austin Hooper, um, again, I just I think he has tough coverage. I don't think that you know they have Julio Jones, they have Calvin Ridley, they have Sanu, all of which are going to get used, and then. I think Freeman actually has his good game against his worst defense against the run, finally. I think he's going to have a break, and he's going to be able to take that. And Hooper's just not going to get enough looks, to be honest. Uh, Jared Cook, a lot of the underneath stuff is what's going to save Teddy Bridgewater, and that's Jared Cook territory. The problem is it's Jared Cook's hands. So, I mean, the opportunity will be there. It's just if he decides this is a week he wants to catch the ball, then he could absolutely go off and have top 10 or even five production. The, uh, yeah, it's Thomas, the, the likeliness though. though, is that he's not. So I've right. got him at 15. So I'm, yeah. I'm right there buying into that. I do not buy the Austin Hooper though. I'm with you on both those two, Steve. I have cook at yeah. 16, but I have Hooper as a top 10 play. I think he's Me a red zone well. target waiting to happen. I don't know how many he actually gets, but I think what he's going to get is some red Let's zone. So Delaney Walker, we already did. How about OJ Howard? Or Austin Hooper, the slow start for OJ Howard. Mm, Hooper. Uh, Hooper for me as well. Wow. Uh, Austin Hooper or Greg Olson? Hooper by Olson. hair. Um, yeah, Hooper. Uh, Darren Waller or Austin Hooper? Uh, Waller. Waller. <laughs> uh, I got Hooper again. Love me some Austin Hooper this week. Uh, wow. Let's see. What do we got? Already did that one. Mark Andrews or Austin Hooper? Oh, Andrews. Mark Andrews, Andrews, yes. He should be the one, Uh, right? Well, I'm just looking at this list here. Vance McDonald or Austin Hooper? McDonald. Yeah, I got Austin Uh, Hooper. I got got, uh, McDonald. Okay. So there you go. I've got McDonald. Mid tier. It's the number two range. So. Yeah. See, that's it, I said yes to pretty much all of those. That, that's why he's lower on mine than your guys. For yeah, for you that makes sense. I mean, he's one of your busts, so I would assume he's outside of your top twelve. Yeah, uh, let's see. Like, where's your line then? So, J, do you have Jason Witten ahead of him then? Yes. Uh, Eric Ebron. No. Okay, good. Your job depended on that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson. Okay. He- We'll find a touchdown at some point. Jack Doyle. This week. <laughs> Mo Alley Cox. We went over this. Oh, God. Revoke his credentials. He's so tall. What are you, Vance Joseph? What are you, <laughs> Vance Joseph? Over so the 14 and a half percent of people out there who are starting Hunter Henry, please get help. Um, or maybe check see. your lineup. No, no, just get help. Uh, <laughs> defense. Trust. Uh, Packers, they're looking so good, and I just, Flacco they got a D underneath. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, facial Flacco is not good. Total facial. 
And so then to work that one in, huh? <laughs> had to work it in. He put it. Packers. What am I supposed I know, to he's not been use waiting, it? He's been waiting to do it. I can tell. Like, he's been got his finger over the button. Like, come on. <laughs> I got this. Here it's it like, goes. Come on, get there. I will squeeze in defenses just to get that drop played. All right, that's all the time we have. <laughs> yep, that's all the time we have. We just wanted to play that drop for you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and no, then Tampa. I, yep, I like Tampa, man. I just I see the quarterback turning it over, and Tampa's been a decent against the run, and has seemed to be showing up. I just I don't understand it, and I maybe everybody's just kind of sleeping on them. But I think this is going to be a good week for. Them. I think it's the Bulls, the Todd Bowles hiring is actually possibly doing something there. I'm not actually joking about that. Like he, he does seem to know how to set up a defense pretty well and get them to actually motive. Like it's not a high bar to be better than what they were last year either. So there's also that that plays into it too. Cause you kind of got used to just yeah. watching them be atrocious. The, uh, the whole thing with Tampa so far though, is that their secondary has been atrocious. And I get the fact that, uh, you know, it's Daniel Jones. It's his first career start. They're the walking wounded out there. But what has been the saving grace for two games for Tampa Bay is they have been one of the better run-stopping teams in the league, and they're running into Saquon. So if the best thing you do is stop the run, and you're going up against arguably the most talented running back in the NFL right now, good luck to you. Uh, to be to be fair, I have Tampa Bay at 14, so I have them just outside of start. But I'm right there with you on the Packers. I got them as a top five play this week. Yeah, absolutely top six for me. So I agree with the Lafleur. Uh, busts again. I hate to say it, but it's going to be the Chargers. I I don't know. Deprecating. I know. I I love my Bolt so much, and it's it's tough for me to say. But we lost another safety, and it's ugh, just ugly. And of course, it's Houston. Deshaun Watson, Hopkins. It, it. I'm not looking forward to this game at all, and don't want to watch it on TV. The next one, however, I do. I want to watch the Ravens versus the Chiefs. I. I don't see the Ravens doing well right. this week. As, as an offensive fan, yeah. not, not, yes. not as a defensive yeah, yeah. fan. Yes, as a fan of offense. Yeah, I talked about earlier. I'm hoping that Chargers Houston game is a is a shootout. I'm hoping they go up and down the field on each other because if they don't, then it's just the Chargers going all over the field on the Texans. So that's kind of the one way that's going to play out. They're going to score on that defense. It's just a matter of can the Texans answer. So we'll see. And then, uh, yeah, I agree. I've been all over the Ravens. They were one of my preseason hypes, but I can't hype anybody going up against the Chiefs. I mean, I've got them at 19, and that's gracious just because yeah. that, that's me really buying into their defense. I've got <laughs> them at 21, so, and I thought I was so being nice. 19. Like, just because that's like, and it's not even their secondary is good. I actually think they're going to come up with some sort of interception here. You know what I mean? I think the Ravens will register some sort of like pick on Mahomes. Yeah, if there's one that thing that stunts my Darwin Thompson call, it's that uh, he, he runs into the Ravens defense. Yep, so. the Ravens D is legitimately good. So, but I, I've got both of those teams, the Chargers as well, uh, outside of start. So I'm with you on both of them. And yeah. Don't cut the Ravens. Do the weird thing where you actually hold two defenses for a week if you can, because they'll be I back. Know. I can't believe the number of people on Fantasy Life that have said I, Ravens are available. What's going on? I, like, that's what I, I see a lot of people cutting the Ravens too. That's why I threw that PSA in because I don't know why you're cutting the Ravens. You're never going to get them back. <laughs> like it's just like, a silly play. Maybe bye week, but even then, maybe. But I'd rather like you got to have. I would think most teams have something on their bench where it's like, yeah, I could probably just cut that like the Ravens are one of the few exceptions where I'd, I'd actually consider holding it you know what I mean like no they're gonna that schedule gets easier at a certain point like they're gonna be a solid defense all year yeah and I agree the Bucks even though it's a tough matchup they are wildly available right now in leagues so if you're looking to stream somebody that's certainly an option yep uh outside of that I mean the Niners which we, we talked about in the preseason how teams outside of number seven for ADP on defense end as number one. Boy, do they look like they're going to be that team. <laughs> because I had them in number two, and right now they're looking pretty legit. So they're taking on Mason Rudolph in his first career start this week at home, and they've been rolling. So, yeah, if, if you can get the Niners, I'm absolutely good with that. I have them as a top then, 10 play uh, this week because of the circumstances because it's Mason Rudolph's right. first career start. Yeah, they're a top 10 yep. play for me this week. And then, boy, outside of that, it, get, it gets pretty barren pretty quick. I mean, you've it got does. the Eagles at home against Detroit isn't a terrible play. Uh, you mentioned the Packers against Denver is absolutely something I'd be interested in. 
and everything else. I mean, I still don't understand how it's possible that 30% or I'm sorry, 23% of leagues have the Cowboys still sitting out there. <laughs> Are these like weird, like six and eight team leagues where you just don't need it? I don't even then like the Cowboys I have is my number three defense. And that's just, you know, a mathematical rounding they're, error. They're my they're number playing two. The Dolphins, yeah. So. They're my number two. And it's just because of the matchup more than 90% of anything. It's good defense on its own, but you factor in the matchup and my God, dear Lord, we didn't even talk about Josh Rosen is getting to be the starter because it's that irrelevant. <laughs> Can't really be worse. Can it? Can it? Can it? Yeah, but is it really that much better? No. That's the question. <laughs> you get blown out 59 to nothing and like 43 to nothing. <laughs> yeah, they scored, what, 10 points, right, all year? Yeah, that's okay. That sounds about right. So 10 points for the season. Still. Whew. Yeah. Man. Rough. Dolphins getting abused. It's like SeaWorld up in here. Two first rounders. Here we go. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, nothing left to build with. Total wasteland. Hey, they got magic beans. Uh, So thank you, gentlemen. As always, another successful episode. Thank you, Mr. Draven. You can find him everywhere at that FF nerd. Yeah, another good one in the books, guys. Plus, Mr. Smith at nonsense underscore Neil. Uh, Myself at nonsense underscore Steve. Of course, you can subscribe to the show like I'm supposed to do at the top half of the episode, but I'm just, you know, professional today. Uh, what do you got? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stunit, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, all that stuff. A- anywhere, Spotify, that's the other one. A- any Anywhere you find your, your podcasts, that's where you can find us. So uh, subscribe, five stars, make sure you uh, you really stick it to that guy for us, which apparently is Mike Tomlin. So really <laughs> shut down Mike Tomlin. Yeah, get Mike Tomlin Don't out of our make him mention. look smart. All right. <laughs> And uh, until next week, everybody, just keep up the nonsense. See you guys. See you Wednesday. Music for the Important Nonsense podcast is provided by Benjamin Banger, Tritachion, and Admiral Bob. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with all the latest content on importantnonsense.com.